Welcome back to Sister Ellicast T, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Hold. I am your host. And today we will continue our journey through the Bible in 2024. We are in the book of Ruth. All the way from the book of Genesis, now we're in the book of Ruth. And we are going to close out the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth is very short. It's only four chapters. It basically can be read within 15 minutes. However, we broke it down to chapters 1 and chapters two now we're going to do chapters three and chapters four to see what we can glean from the book of Ruth where we can apply it to our lives now we read or we found out in chapters one and chapters two that God was working behind the scenes yes the book does not talk about God himself but we can see the implications of God working um, behind the scenes to get everything to fall into place his plan his magnificent plan his magnificent wisdom of how he do things we can see it in the book of Ruth if we pay attention to what we are reading it is it is so prevalent of um, that God is there we just have to pay attention and we have to uh, look closely at the wording or the situation and then we can see God if we just plainly read you may not see God but if you actually think about the situation you will see God working behind the scenes now we're gonna go to chapters 3 and chapters 4 as we always do we're gonna read the chapters and then we're gonna come back and do a brief synopsis of what we read why because we want to get it in our spirit we want to know the word of god that's why we're going through the bible here in 2024 we want to know the word we want to get into those um books of the bible that we don't normally read or if we new believers you may not know much about the bible but going through the bible here in 2024 you are going to uh, learn some great points uh great stories in the bible and as we go through this journey i encourage you to go back and read the chapters and the verses that we do not cover in our journey because it is all good it's all for our learning it's all for our teaching we will learn something good and we will know what the word of god says to us not only will we know what god is speaking to us we will know how to um, live our lives upon this earth for the lord we will know how to have the mind of christ we will know how to uh, walk in the image of god because he has created us in his image he told us we we talked about it uh, in the book of Exodus or uh, uh, Leviticus, how God says that he is a holy God and he wants us to be holy. So we are learning how God is holy and how we must be obedient to his will and his way, to his commandments. We are supposed to be careful to remember his commandments because we've also talked about the blessings of being obedient to God. We also talked about the curses of being disobedient to God. So we want to fall in that blessing uh, side of the line, if you will. 
So here in the book of Ruth, we are going to close it out. We're going to read what the Lord has to say. We want to see where this book takes us, what it teaches us, and where do we go from here. The book of Ruth, starting at the third chapter and the first verse. One day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, talking about Ruth, said to her, My daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you will be well provided for? Is not Boaz, with whose servant girls you have been, a kinsman of ours? Now listen, we read in chapter 1 and chapter 2 where uh, uh, Naomi returns to Bethlehem and she says, uh, they begin to say, is this not Naomi? And she's like, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Don't call me uh, um, my delight, call me bitterness because God has dealt bitterly with me. So basically she was depressed. But here we see that um, Naomi's spirits have uh, increased. There's some joy uh, in her voice, there's some pep in her step, if you will. Naomi has begun begin to turn into what we would call a matchmaker. Listen, it is tradition, uh, our custom, I should say, that the um, the Hebrew parents arrange the marriages for the children. So this is a custom. Uh, something that is customary in the Hebrew nation. And guess what Naomi is doing? She is trying to uh, arrange a marriage. So let's read that again. One day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, talking about Ruth, said to her, My daughter, shouldn't should I not try to find a home for you where you will be well provided for? Is not Boaz with whose servant girls you have been a kinsman of ours tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor wash and perfume yourself and put on your best clothes then go down to the threshing floor but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking when he lies down note the place where he is lying then go and uncover his feet and lie down he will tell you what to do i will do whatever you say ruth answered so she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do now when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man, and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he said. I am your servant Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman redeemer. So basically, Ruth is letting him know that she would she desires to be his wife, uh, according to tradition. Spread your garment. That means put your wings around me. Uh, uh, um, make me a part of your home, 
I want to be your wife in so many words. In our words today, <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> uh, that's a bad joke. Anyway, okay, let's go on. Let's read uh, verse 10. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. These, this kindness is great. Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't be joking. Lord, forgive me. I said here on live, well, I'm really not live, but I said on the podcast, Lord, forgive me. I should not have made that joke. It was not a joke. But actually, in our terms, that is what it seems like. If we break it down to the today, 2024, it, it seems like the woman is asking the man to marry her. But that is not how it works. And that is not what is happening here. There, is, there are laws, traditions. In the Hebrew nation, and she was following the tradition because, by uh, law or tradition, if you will, he um, the the family man basically has a right to the woman of his brother. Or say, for instance, two brothers. One brother dies and leaves a wife with no kids. Well, that second brother is supposed to marry that wife. So he can have kids to leave for his brother, if, if that makes sense to you. Yes, I'll say that again. Two brothers, one died, had a wife, and the wife had no kids. So that the living brother is supposed to marry that widow wife so she can bear kids to leave a name for the dead husband or the dead brother. So family is supposed to marry. If there's family, men that's left in the family, the family is supposed to marry the, the widow. So this falls right into the, uh, the commandments of God, if you will. Okay, so I said all that to say this Ruth said I am your servant Ruth she replied spread the corner of your garments over over me since you are a kinsman redeemer the Lord bless you my daughter he replied so he accepted or he said basically yes I'll marry you the Lord bless you my daughter he replied this kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier you have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am near to kin, Jesus kinsman, there is a kinsman redeemer nearer then I stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to redeem good let him redeem but if he is not willing I surely as the Lord lives will do it lie here until morning so she lay at his feet until morning but got up before anyone could be recognized and he said don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor he also said bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out <clears throat> when she did so he poured 
into it six measures of barley and put it in on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything that Boaz had done for, for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens. For the man will not rest until the matter is settled. So basically, Boaz told her there is another kinsman or another cousin that is closer, a closer relative than him. So according to the law, that relative has the right over her. I'm trying to put it in words that you understand. That cousin has the right over her more than Boaz <laughs> or greater than Boaz or, or, or say for instance, that cousin is first in line and Boaz is second in line. So Boaz told her he's going to find out if the first in line wants her or not. And if the first in line does not want her, then he being second in line will marry her. And that is chapter three. We're going to go to chapter four and we are going to be done with the book of Ruth. Chapter four, verse one. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there. When the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned came along, Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here and they did so then he said to the kinsman redeemer naomi who has come back from moab is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother elimelech i thought i should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people if you will redeem it do so but if you will not tell me, so I will know. For no one has the right to it except you. And I am next in line, my God. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabites, you acquire the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the kinsman redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it, I cannot do it. Now listen, Boaz began to tell him, now uh, Ruth is selling the land now, but you can have it because you're first in line. But when you buy the land, you got to take Ruth. Uh, uh, Naomi is selling the land, rather. But when you buy the land, you got to take Naomi and you got to take Ruth with you. And it's a package deal, in other words. So when the man began to hear, or the kinsman, the cousin, the first cousin, began to hear this, he said, no, he does not want to buy the land because it's a package deal it comes with naomi and with ruth and he does not want to uh, make his estate come into um 
uh, danger. He does not want to endanger his own possessions, his own estate, that it won't get away from him or get away from his kids in so many words. Because we know how estate goes. It goes down to the family, the next and the next and the next. And it can get to a, a point where it ends up in, in um, a distant cousin's hand or different distant family member's hand. And basically, yeah, he doesn't want that to happen. Now in early times, <clears throat> excuse me, now in early times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the kinsman redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malone. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabitess, Malone's wife, as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from the town records. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all those at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you have standing with Ephrata and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring of the Lord, the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Now the genealogy of David. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Then he went to her and the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout all Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they said, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of David. Then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amenadab, Amenadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, Boaz, the father of Obed, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David. My God from Zion. And that is it for the book of Ruth. What did we learn from the book of Ruth? Let us go back and summarize what we learned from the book of Ruth, the third and the fourth chapters. This story brings Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz to a climax and re 
resolution focusing on themes of loyalty, redemption, and the unfolding of God's uh, excuse me, God's plan. These chapters details Ruth's bold move for securing a future for herself and Naomi and Boaz's honorable response leading to the redemption of Naomi's family and the lineage that would lead to King David, ultimately to Jesus Christ. So yes, this is the lineage of Jesus Christ. So God had a plan. How was Jesus going to come through the generations? Well, it started with Naomi and Boaz. Yes, they are the great, 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 great grandparents of Jesus Christ. Why? Because uh, Joseph, it came down to Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. And it comes all the way down to Joseph, which is uh, Jesus' earthly father. So, Naomi instructed Ruth to wash and anoint herself and put on her best clothes to approach Boaz on the threshing floor. After he had finished eating and drinking, the plan is for Ruth to uncover, uncover Boaz's feet while he sleeps and lie down, indicating her request for him to act as her kinsman redeemer by marrying her. Ruth follows Naomi's instructions and as the Boaz goes to sleep, uncovers his feet and lies down. Startled awake in the middle of the night, Boaz discovers Ruth at his feet. She asks him to spread the corner of his garment over her, symbolizing his role as a kinsman redeemer, his role as taking her to marry. Boaz is pleased by Ruth's request. Yes, Boaz said yes. Boaz was pleased by Ruth's request, praising him for pursuing for not pursuing younger men, which uh, uh, rather, whether rich or poor, he acknowledged his duty as a kinsman redeemer, but also mentioned there is another relative with a closer claim than the first in line. Boaz promises to resolve the matter by the next day. Before Ruth leaves at dawn, Boaz gives her six measures of barley as a gift for Naomi. Uh, chapter 4, Boaz goes to the town gate, a place of legal transactions, and gathers the elders and the closer relative, the number one in line. He presents the situation, offering the closer relative the opportunity to redeem Elimelech's land. However, when the redeemer learns that buying the land also means marrying Ruth, he declines, fearing it may endanger his own inheritance. With the closer relative's refusal, Boaz declares before the elders that he will redeem the land and marry Ruth the Moabitess, widow of Milan to maintain the name of the deceased with his property. This is ratified by the exchange of a sandal, a tradition, a traditional method of finalizing transactions. Now Boaz marries Ruth and the Lord blesses them with a son named Obed. The woman of Bethlehem celebrates with uh, the women of Bethlehem celebrate with Naomi, recognizing that her daughter-in-law who loves her is worth more than seven sons. Obed will become the grandfather of David, 
placing Ruth in the lineage of not only David, but also Jesus Christ, a Moabitess, a bitter enemy of the Israelites. See how good God is? It does not matter. It does not matter who you are or what you have done. God can change it all around 360 degrees. It will be like you never knew your previous life. That's, that's just how good God is. So, placing Ruth in the lineage of not only David, but also Jesus, a detail in as detailed in the New Testament. So chapters 3 and 4 of Ruth culminate the restoration and redemption of Naomi's family line through the faithfulness and kindness of Ruth and Boaz. Their story is a testament of God's provision and sovereignty, weaving together individual acts of loyalty and integrity into his broader plan of salvation history. God has a plan for your life. I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life. The book concludes with a gene genealogy that connects Ruth and Boaz to King David. And we're about to get into it. Yes, the next episode is going to be in 1 Samuel. We're about to get into these kings. So the genealogy that connects Ruth and Boaz to King David, emphasizing the significance of their story within the larger biblical narrative. Listen, Ruth is a major part, though it is a small book, only four chapters, which can be read in about 15 minutes. Ruth is major in the uh, plan of God, in the workings of God. She is a major player. That, you can basically say Ruth and Boaz got the party started. They started the lineage that came, that Jesus Christ came down through. They actually got it started. I mean, we know then, you know, God started with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then Jacob had the 12 tribes or the 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes of Israel. And we know that uh Elimelech and Naomi comes from uh the Israelites and um Ruth comes from the Moabites which comes from Lot the nephew of Abraham so they're basically distant cousins however if we read through the Bible we learn that all, all of them are cousins and, and and we can look over in Israel and Gaza and what's happening today here in 2024 and they're all cousins they just just carrying on they cousins basically so i want to let us pray before we close out let us pray may god bless and keep you may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious unto you may he lift up his countenance with joy upon you and give you peace in jesus mighty name we 
great amen and amen it just gives me so much joy to pray that prayer upon you not only upon you but upon myself as i pray for you and i know you're praying for me and god is looking down upon us with a smile upon his face so i cannot help but smile when i pray for you my god from zion such a joy and such a blessing to pray for everyone who listens to sister alicat's tea listen this is a place where we talk about all things church related to this year in 2024 we are on a journey through the bible uh, we are not uh breaking it down in depth like we have done in past episodes however we are reading the bible we are uh, doing summaries we're doing synopsis we're just remembering what we read so when somebody talks to us about the book of ruth we will be able to understand what they're talking about or we will be able to interject in the conversation and say ruth did such and such ruth just happened to land upon boaz's land to glean and we can see a work or a move of god in that action because why because boaz is the second cousin in line to marry her so we can see god working behind the scenes in the book of ruth and see by by reading the book by uh, uh going back over it and summarizing it that is helping us to remember what has taken place in the book of Ruth and also by it being on podcast we can always go back and listen to it over and over again as we read the Bible for ourselves listen the Bible is in many formats you don't exactly have to sit down and read the Bible every single time there are many forms and uh, formats uh, now that technology has come in place. You can listen to the Bible. Uh, you can play the Bible, um, I guess, on podcasts. You can you can play the Bible. Uh, there are many Bible apps that actually read the Bible for you. You can go to YouTube and there are um, YouTube channels that actually read the Bible for you in whatever translation that uh, connects to you that you understand the Bible is there for you. And, and please let me say, when you study the Bible, sit down and open up your book. Open up, look at the black and white on the pages and the red on the pages. But the Bible is available in all different kinds of formats. So let us not, um, not uh, let us be careful that we hear the Bible. Let us be careful that we read the Bible. Let us be careful that we know the Bible, just like we learn from Moses as he began to give out the commandments. Let us be careful to keep the commandments of God that we may be blessed going in the city and blessed going out of the city, blessed in the 
feel. Come on, somebody. We want to be blessed at all times according to the word of God. Again, thank you for listening to Sister Ellie Cassie. We talk about all things church-related. Don't forget to like, comment, share. Tell your family and your friends about Sister Annie Castee so they can come over and listen and gain uh, glean as well. Now, I have left uh, links in the description for the reading list. It is in the description. You have to click on it to take you to the um, subscription to get the the um, reading list. Also, I've left in the description 10 prayer points to help new believers and those who want those prayer points to gain uh, a sense of prayer to start to know what to pray for, basically, to know what to pray for and how to pray as we go on this journey through the Bible. I want to say that I love you. And I will talk to you very soon. We will be going to the book of Samuel. Samuel. The book of Samuel. 1 Samuel. 3rd chapter. 1 Samuel. The 8th chapter. 1 Samuel. The 10th chapter. 1 Samuel. The 15th chapter. 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, and 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. As we go into the month of March, this is the first week. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the first week reading for the month of March. 1 Samuel, chapter 3, chapter 8, chapter 10, chapter 15, chapter 16 and chapter 17 is for week one and like i said you can get the entire year's reading list in the description thank you again for listening to sister alley cat's tea and i will talk to you soon